From the DMBC Network, welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our analog listener, our analog supporters on Patreon. I'm your host, Nick Masmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thank you so much for listening to our show about good books read badly. So, Nick, what is coming off the shelf today? Today, we are continuing up the t- the Rapunzel-like structure of the story and the tower treasure by the, the Hardy Boys. Not by the Hardy Boys, but by a man the Hardy who didn't Boys exist. Hardy Boys yeah, <laughs> it's autobiography. How they're how how badass they are and how they solve mysteries. So, uh, we are also live streaming this episode. Uh, just so you guys know, yeah, we're on Twitch and different shit. This is going to change every episode almost because based yeah. on where it's going, we're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. And based on how the internet is changing, the internet winds which change rapidly. <laughs> the changing winds of the internet are the trade winds of the world. So, b- best way to listen <laughs> is probably through our podcast yeah going to uh you know obviously where you're listening to this yeah wherever however you're listening is probably good but uh, the audio version of it's probably best but uh yeah go to but if you want to see our funny faces check out twitch.tv twitch.com forward slash yeah we'll see if it's twitch forever huh we'll see if it's twitch forever yeah we'll see we're gonna be playing around with different ones but for now that's where you're gonna see some of these but yeah we're uh we're on what chapter are we on we are in chapter seven according to the roman numerals the mansion robbery. We finally got to the actual title of the fucking book. Oh my god! Yeah, the at the end of the the last chapter, we finally got to fifty pages in. We got to the hook. Oh my god! I remember I had a blog for a little while. It was the first, I think it was the first fifty, and it was literally if the book didn't hook me by page fifty, I was gonna bail. And, and this this does not pass my test. This did not <laughs> at all. It failed on so. I many almost want to read the first fifty of the fifty. Nine edition to see if it's any better, and then uh, now there's yeah because uh, if you're new to this one we're we're reading the original printing yeah and the thing is and there's now there's even a newer version that ca- they redid what? it yeah we're we're they're on version three yeah and so I'm like okay I'm really curious to see what that one's even when like. did that come out a couple of years ago I think I remember seeing new covers so they must have redone the inside too they had to have there's no way you keep this shit going. For that long, no, uh, the, the modern think, audience would, well, not, would I mean, not keep up with people going to the fucking fields and talking to field hands and stuff. <laughs> the modern kid is gonna be like, "Why? What's a horse and buggy? What's a horse?" <laughs> exactly. They're gonna be like, "Why is there a horse in the street?" They're uh, not gonna know. Well, that's that's fucking crazy. We'll have to research that. I feel like it's just a cover change because books do that all the time. You worked at a bookstore with me. They did the mm-hmm. reboots, but they didn't change the book as much as they changed. Uh, the covers. They're like, oh, it's the new edition. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they gutted it because the last version of this was 59. So, I mean, and if you're gonna gut it once, you might as well keep getting it. Well, hey, frankly, it, it doesn't belong to anybody except the publisher. Well, in your defense, there is a new version of Huckleberry Finn, but that's let's not get uh, too deep into let's that. Let's not dive into that. Yeah, <laughs> the bitterness. <laughs> the, the, hey, the, the guy's dead. Let's edit his work. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roast and parody the fuck out of this shit. So anyway, let's, let's, let's get going here. Let's uh, do it. Class turn to page uh, fifty-three. The mansion robbery. Tower mansion was w- uh was we're already fucking up for one <laughs> sentence. In. Tower mansion was one of the show places of Bayport. It's Bayport, on the, the it's on the, the city of everywhere. Yeah, the city of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Few people in the city had ever been permitted to enter the place, and the admiration the and the admiration the palatial building exceeded excited was so, this is a odd wording. Fuck you, non-existent Franklin W. Dixon, and your shitty writing. 
was solely by reason of its exterior appearance. But the first thing a newcomer to Bayfort usually asked was, Why does this story suck so much? <laughs> Why do people keep talking about the not talking about the tower treasure? Who owns that magnificent house on the hill? Um, uh, <clears throat> well, it's uh, it's the the plot. The plot owns that house. The plot? Never, and, yeah, the plot. And never, I've never heard of them. I have the, the Bayport. Yeah. Rhode Islanders. Well, welcome to Bayport, where everything exists and nothing exists, just like the plot. It's like Springfield. It's between everything. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was yeah. This is the this is the the Springfield, Springfield of the times. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Perfect. It was an immense, rambling stone structure situated on the hill, on top of on the top of the hill, overlooking the There's bay. There's a king that lives in the tower and a wizard <laughs> and Rapunzel. <laughs> Whatever title you want. And then there's a Rumpelstiltskin in the basement to try to make that lady make gold. <laughs> All the fairy tales. This is where Grimm's fairy tales takes place. In Bayport. <laughs> Forget in Europe. <laughs> Welcome to Bayport, where <laughs> the English have reigned for thousands of years. Hooray! We didn't steal this from anybody. And it could be seen for miles, silhouetted against the skyline, like some ancient feudal castle. See? See? There we go. This resemblance to a castle was highlighted are heightened, heightened by the fact that at each end of the mansion rose a high tower. So it's a tower that's got a mansion. I remember to the High Tower from Police Academy. That was a great character. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, oh, that's a great name. Yeah, dude, it's fuck, a- I'm so jealous of that name. You should Ever be High Tower. You're right. Oh fuck, I didn't even think of that. I was just jealous of it because it's a cool name, but I'm, so, I'm tall, so you are like High Tower. Shit. <laughs> well, when, anyway. I, when I rename myself, <laughs> and when you go to the the DMV to fill yeah. out that new, uh, that'll be a uh, High Tower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe it's still on the nose. Yeah, I'm over it already. As long as they frame you just so you see your smile and your chest in the picture for your... your That's brilliant. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. They want some ID? That's like movie shit. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Anyway. Uh, I might steal that for a story or something. Well, there you go. Please do. One of these towers had been built when the mansion was erected by Mayor Applegate, an eccentric old army... Man who I'm had an army man, and I like to build towers. We're gonna storm the beaches, and I'm gonna <laughs> defend them with my tower. Uh, sure, we, uh, we got the billboard, the uh, billboard, the the blueprints, and uh, we, uh, sorry, this looks like a castle. Uh, we're, we're used to doing farms. Yes, yes, the castles are the best. The That's towers what... are fading. <laughs> <laughs> he starts shooting out the window at randomly at the gardeners. <laughs> um, the who... crusades must go on. <laughs> An old army Build man. me a moat worthy of Mordor. <laughs> made millions by lucky real estate deals and had laid the foundation for the Applegate fortune. <laughs> I'm going to bet it all on uh, Main Street. On mansions. <laughs> Just mansions. Castle mansions. So this is a guy that's made lucky real estate deals and is now getting into the real estate of making castles. Yep. In America. Yep. And it's paying off. He's Hearst. You know William what? Randolph I can't first. afford anything, but let me buy this castle. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, man! You got it right. The mansion had been the admiration of its day, and in its time had been seen much gate, gately, gait, gait, gaiety, gaiety, gaiety. Yeah, I think that's it. But sure. as the years passed, the Applegate family became scattered until at least there remained but herd, herd, herd. Applegate. I'm Bird Applegate. And his sister Adela. 
Oh lord. Uh, I just imagine him as Grey Gardens, just like <laughs> This is some Downton Abbey shit. Who continued living in the vast, lonely old mansion. Heard Applegate was a man of about sixty years of age. He was a tall, stooped man, eccentric in he his was ways. Tall. He was stooped. He's he was bowed. He was hunched. Like a like a like a banana. And his life seemed to be devoted to the collection of rare stamps. That's so eccentric to collect stamps. In this time, it's like fucking couldn't be more mainstream. I know I was about to say, I'm like, so eccentric in 1927 to collect stamps. Please, please. I'm so crazy and weird. Uh, bring me my, your piss bottles? Uh, no, no, no. Your, uh, <laughs> your revolvers? <laughs> no. Your, your no. corpses? No, no. My stamp book. <laughs> please. No. God, I, this guy's weird. I know I'm too weird, but uh, <laughs> uh, please, I'm just like you. I'm a normal human. I'm going to leave. I don't believe this is inside my job description to bring you stamps. I'm, taking... I'm an outcast of society. Well, we stamp collectors are few, but we're proud. I'm taking your collection of Tijuana Bibles and leaving. Um, I don't know the Tijuana Bibles. It's porn. It was like uh, old school cartoon porn that they drew in a book, and it was called Tijuana Bible. Anyway, learn, don't so you read the Watchmen comic? They talk about it in it. Anyway. So I'm detecting already a little bit of racism in the name of Tijuana Bible somehow? Yeah, probably. Probably. More than likely. Yeah. Okay, cool. But it was in Keep the Watchmen, so there you go. It's in eh, It's in, uh, It's in. in. in line with this shit. Yeah, I'm well, sure. there you go. We don't know where it's coming. It'll hit us at some point. It'll be the Velvet Hammer. Um, let me see. Uh, collecting stamps. He was an authority on this subject, and nothing else in life appeared to hold a great deal of interest for him. The only visitors at Just town- stamps. Yes. God, I love that stamp. I'm going to flatten you and stick you to surfaces. <laughs> so if you're a stamp collector, do you um, lick them and stick them? I don't know. Probably I, not. I, I doubt it, right? That would diminish the value. I think it's like yeah. on the original wax paper or something. It's very possible. So you got to have like a laminate on top of some kind that's... <laughs> I don't think they're laminated. They're like they're like in like a photo book. If I remember seeing them, sorry, I mean laminated, but just like clear plastic. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're protected. And in the twenties, they had plastic. <clears throat> yeah, Tw- the plastic. I mean, plastics became huge after during World War Two, but they had plastics in the twenties. Okay, okay. Anyway, well, I'll, I'll back off. I mean, I'm. I don't know. Maybe it was wax paper. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was glass. Who knows. <laughs> glass for your fucking my glass stamps. book bring me my glass book i wish to show my stamps oh god i've sliced my hand open <laughs> who thought of glass books um the only visitors at the hour at tower mansion uh why is it called tower mansion just call it uh, never mind uh we're inside the tower mansion there's the tower treasure Ooh. stamps it's the stamps yeah oh Phil- my god is that the treasure probably uh. We're fatal. We're fatalists from New York. I can't pronounce that word. Or fatalists. experts. Fatal. Uh, fatalists. You just gotta uh, cram it in really quick and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, fatalists. <laughs> uh, or was your day? Experts. Uh, or experts desirous of appraising I some don't see new a single stamp. Quote coming up anytime soon. I'm sorry. I'm we're gonna learn all about the Applegate. Here. That heard Applegate. Heard Applegate had managed to secure from some remote part of the world. It had been often said that in Bayport that Hurt Applegate had accompanied only two things. Accomplished only two things in in life. He had collected stamps and he had built a new tower on the mansion. Wow. So none of that lucky real estate deals and making a fuck ton of money. All all that luck was on that one guy. After that, it's just all shadows. So what kind of controversy does Hurt Applegate create with that name? Because it's like, oh man, it's the Watergate scandal. It's the Applegate scandal. Too many... Stamps. 
My entire tower is filled with stamps. I just, I, 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 Scrooge McDuck that shit on daily when I dive into it. It falls over, kills a bunch of people, and then all the blood makes the stamps stick to the things. And, and then worthless. mailed across the country, and everyone yeah. gets to see the horrors of the Applegate Tower. Exactly. Yes. Daddy, there's a body in the mail. It has all the correct stamps. It's going through the town, like, on the back of a truck, like, with a fucking space shuttle, <laughs> slowly. Everyone <laughs> sees these <fucking> <laughs> corpses covered in packaging labels. And in, in scotch on. tape. Sorry. Anyway. The new tower, a duplicate of the original tower, what at the opposite end about? of the great building, now has been doubling. They're procreating these towers. Welcome to. It's like cloning. They just cloned the tower, apparently. God, this chapter. Okay. Uh, we can do this. This is not complete bullshit just from page to page. No. It's a fascinating We're read. building history. <laughs> We're building a history that even the townspeople don't like. Had been built but a few years, even while within the memory of the two Hardy Boys. Adela Applegate, who lived in the Tower Mansion with her brother, was a maiden lady Time of shit on the certain sister. years. <laughs> I was I about say to about say about five stories tall. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, maiden lady, huh? She was also barren. No. <laughs> the records of Bay- in Bayport City Hall gave her age as 55, but Miss so Applegate admitted it back. to no one. So that, okay. My, I love how we're shitting on how the fact she's a maiden, which is an old school way of saying you're old and single. And uh, we're talking about her age, which she doesn't want to talk about, which, again, another thing to... Yeah, just to, shitting on people. We're talking about the accomplishments of this other guy who's weird and collects the stamps and stuff, but we're going to get personal with the lady. Who is this narrator? Because he's got... He, he's on Probably mission. he uh, knows that what her age is and what her... How, is he stalking her? I feel like this is a... Can you imagine a man just like outside of your window recording things into a, a tape cassette being like, and then Kent Heidelman stood. He put on his pants one leg at a time just like every human being on the planet and then he walked through the hall to his office and sat down he's looking right at me i've been spotted i have to leave the city records show that he's uh, a juvenile a delinquent <laughs> but uh, those records have been closed that i've opened <laughs> i'm drinking off into them now <laughs> what the fuck? and pasting through my walls the wallpaper <laughs> this is horrific <laughs> she was as eccentric he was embarrassed by it <laughs> i didn't want to talk about it <laughs> she was as eccentric as her brother and lived very much to that's at herself. how eccentric she is Beast. Ah, she's she's so eccentric she's old and single and single what a freak and old and single god she's so what weird is her, what does her brother do that's so fucking wild and crazy he bought a house and built a cat i mean i know he's shitting on it but it's like he just built a house no he didn't build the house is their grandfather built the house. Oh, I thought he added. He built a or tower. Yeah, added or a tower. Yeah, he added a tower before he died. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what they say about her. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Never mind. And the very much to herself. I'm not even paying attention to this fucking superstar. There right you there. go. Being seldom seen in the city, she was at one time a blonde, but had endeavored to retain her youth by dyeing her hair. I don't care. With result that it was now. A sort of dusty black. That's the opposite of what. That's not how that works at all, by the way. (laughs) It's not like you dye. Hang on. Doesn't understand how how fucking hair dye works. I was like, that's not how dye works. You don't dye your hair blonde so much that it turns black. It doesn't like rot the hair. It'll go bald if you do it a lot. This is like a pastor that's like yelling at somebody like, (laughs) if you dye your hair enough, it'll go black as night, (laughs) and all this sin will be shown. And uh, come to church on Sundays <laughs> and d- donate 10%. All right. Anyway. Uh, You're all going thing- to hell, bye. 
the thing that was funny is just uh, uh like the worst that happens is your hair gets really dry and if you do it a lot a lot like shittily you could potentially lose some hair like and but it would eventually i think would frizzy come back. And shit. yeah like amber when she was bleaching her hair for a little bit it was starting to get really dried out because you're you're yeah. you're stripping it so strip mining your hair pretty much um but yeah i don't see it going black anytime soon but yeah, there your you go. Your hair's rotting on your head. <laughs> well, it's already dead anyway. But it's rotting. Chet Morton. Rotting was... to be black. Hang on. Chet Morton was fond of saying that. Oh, well, Mrs. Applegate used to be a blonde, but she died. <laughs> <laughs> I hate women. Actually, I remember this one girl in my speech class in college had a. Uh, she started. She had a great hook with her speech. She started off with, "I have been dying for twelve years." Such a good hook. I was like, what? Excuse me? Like, how are you alive? You're 20. And then she talked about hair dye. I was like, oh, I love it. Like, speech class was literally about how do you could, like, turn a phrase and shit like that. Oh, okay. Anyway. I can see that being handy. It was, I love speech class. It was super fun. I did speech team in college. Anyway. So speech is different from debate. Well, there is a debate team on the speech team thing, but uh, speech is mostly... When you go to like speech competitions and stuff, like I went to one, I only did this once, and it was at the encouragement of my speech teacher because apparently I was good enough that he wanted me on speech team. Uh, when you go to like a, a thing, you're basically trying to beat everyone in the room by doing the best speech. So like you're literally you like mine was about lightsabers, and it was comical. Like that's the reason why it it Ooh, won. Nice vintage. <laughs> comical. <Perfect. laughs> yeah. So. What grade? What grade was this? Oh, this is college. Okay. Junior college. So, um, so 13th, 14th grade? Yeah. <laughs> 15th grade? <laughs> I just graduated in 15th grade. <laughs> One day I'm going to be able to drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so 15th grade. Uh, and her frequent. Okay. She dressed in all colors of the rainbow, which made her so fucking weird. And her infrequent excursions into Bayport, st- Bayport stores when she would order the clerks about like so many soldiers shouting at them in her high, crackled, cracked voice had become historic on account of the wild and colorful garments she would carry off with her. This well, just sounds like a lady who's been pushed too hard by society. So she's like, fuck you. I'm wearing my, my brightest clothes because I want to. And fuck you. Get me that goddamn box of matches. They only can point out like things about her looks and how weird it exactly. is. It's like, oh, her beautiful voice. No, her cracked voice. Oh, her... Your, your hair is she, oh, your hair is so ugly it's black oh. it's like she could be a mean oh. person but frankly i'm just seeing everyone judging on her so she's like fuck you i'm gonna be a bitch back to you because why would a you be freak anything on else the hill. Oh, she's gotta get away exactly she's got the black hair because she, she dies and she's a she's a total bitch <laughs> right guys i'm so funny i hate you so much chet morton anyway um i'm gonna run you over with my car now that i got it back I can't go do my makeup, my my mouse voice today. How's it going for you? <laughs> my voice is fine. My throat's fine, but I can't pull it off right now. Yeah, well, you're doing okay. Uh, had <laughs> become historic account. <laughs> These eccentric yeah, people right. were reputed to be enormously wealthy, although they lived simply and kept only a few servants. That's how rich people stay rich, by the way. So anyway, this is the difference between weird and eccentric money. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's also the difference between being rude and being authoritative anyway uh no that doesn't work that comparison sucks just disregard anyway um, i don't want to talk about i was trying to be clever and Please. smart yeah, shut the fuck and, up. and it's gone now i'm just gonna keep digging you myself. the story you, you see the flow you see here's what's gonna you, you're gonna put this dirt over my face because i put myself in this hole keep digging 
Just what, leave me. Back just leave me here to die. Just, just dig the hole. What for? Oh, I don't know, but just, just dig a little. Two more feet. Tell oh. me, tell me about the ducks. <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> yeah, is it the rabbits? Yeah. Rabbits. Sorry. Tell me more about the rabbits. Just look at this rabbits. Uh, What's his Mickey? name? Lenny. Lenny. Tell me more about the ra- rabbits, Lenny. <laughs> look, at the, look at them rabbits, Lenny. Oh, you're so good. You're so good at things. You just don't feel that pressure in the back of your head. It's okay. Anyway. God, that book's so good. Anyway. Um, six, isn't it like six chapters? Most of the best books are fucking short. I can go on and rant about that later. Anyway. <laughs> oh, fuck. I put a penny in the, the novella <laughs> lover. Hang lover on. Box. Let me go on about how this is bullshit. <laughs> All right. Anyway. We have we have such buttons that are so easy to press. Oh, there both of us. I can, I'm triggered. You have triggered me. You have triggered. <laughs> there should be a, a triggered button for him. Trigger button for. I'm triggered. <laughs> Man, books were short. You know what? <laughs> you don't even fuck out. <laughs> anyway, is there dialogue in this? I don't. I've got Excuse me. To say. You had a line of dialogue. To Three paragraphs ago. Oh. Anyway, my I'm don't complain. I'm so sorry. This isn't Frankenstein. Oh. <laughs> um, so when heard Applegate, uh, hurt hurt. So when heard Applegate, uh, came into Bayport Police Station that afternoon, and reported that his that the safe in the, his library had been broken open and uh, that it was had been robbed of all securities and jewels it contained the rumors that soon spread about the city magnified the actual loss until it became common talk that the loss amounted anywhere from 100,000 to a million dollars 1 million dollars wow that would be like god tier money if this were today yeah like the the, inf- the inflation i don't know it'd be like a billion dollars uh, it's not but it, let's just say a billion sure Hundreds of millions. It'd be like hundreds of millions of dollars. They anyway. buried the lead on that. F- f- I guess no one wants to know. The- Nowadays, they would just integrate that information into the conversation, but whatever. Um, Maybe the scene should have just opened up to him going into the police station and have a conversation with the characters. No, 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 no. We need hey, to know- I've been robbed! We need to know about the eccentrism that is he who collects stamps and how much she sucks as well because she's old and single. That's literally could possibly have gained that information. Literally, the literally, her only crime is that she's old and single, and he collects stamps. I have not heard, any, and she orders some people about crucify them. I know, right? I'm like, Wah! burn him at the stake. She dies here. Mickey, calm down. Mickey, Mickey, calm down. Don't tell me what to do. This is my. This is my. You're drifting process. into you're drifting into Miss Piggy territory. <laughs> I'll see if I can do that later. Okay. When Frank and Joe Hardy arrived home that evening, they met heard Applegate just leaving uh, their ha- the house. The man tapped uh, the steps with his cane and came out. And when he met the boys, he gave them an abrupt, piercing glance. Oh, uh, should I be him? Or do you want to be him? You be him. Good day! He's old Swedish. Perfect. He growled in a grudging manner and went on his way. Nancy. He must have asked, been asking Dad to take up on the case, said Frank to his I brother. I already solved it, but uh, <laughs> shut up, Joe. <laughs> as soon as the as soon as heard Applegate uh, was out of earshot, they hurried into the house, eager to find out more about the robbery. And in the hallway, they met Fenton Hardy, who had just seen Mister Applegate to the door. Hang on, I'm, I hear, I hear that the Tower Mansion was robbed, said Joe. Mister Hardy nodded. Who's Mr. Hardy? Who's Their Fenton? dad. Who's Fenton? No, who who does the voice? 
And what is the voice? Oh, you were doing Mr. Hardy earlier. Shit. Okay. And what was his voice? Oh, no, I was doing Mr. Hardy. I got him. I got him. I think I was, uh, I was doing a skin job. There we go. Um, yes, Mr. Applegate was just here. He wants me to handle the case. How much was taken? Joe, you don't where ask questions. The, where's the bodies? There you go, Joe. Here's a ball. Go play with it. I'm going to talk. To, I'm not Joe. Here, Frank. Here's a ball. Go play with it. I'm going to talk to Joe. Okay, thanks, Dad. Hey, He's Joe, the actual. Here's a ball. <laughs> I want to talk to Dad. Get out of here. You're not worth the seed. <laughs> You're not worth the seed. <laughs> Money down that you've got no more lines. <laughs> well, there's a question needs to be asked. Quite curious, aren't you? Remarked Mr. Hardy with a smile. He's basically the same voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, his is more dry. Mine's more dry. Yours is more husky. Okay. Well, I don't suppose it would it would do any harm to let to tell you. The the safe in the Hopplegate library was opened. The loss will be about forty thousand dollars, I believe. We Riving. heard <laughs> We heard it was over a hundred thousand exclaimed Joe. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> You're not allowed to speak <laughs> unless you're asking a question. But I would—I am a person with thoughts and feelings. I believe that I could solve this case too. That's not what you do for the plot. I solved. That's the, not what you're needed. I found the car. You did. Bullshit. You didn't. I did. Hi. Oh my god! You're right. I'm not a detective at all. Go play with the boards. Go stare at them. Where's that ball? <laughs> uh. Rumors are always exa- rumors always exaggerate. Forty thousand dollars is in is the figure Mr. Applegate puts out puts it at, and it's quite enough too. All in securities and jewels. Woo! Exclaimed Frank. Quite a haul. When did it happen? I know last night. I already know that it's information because of the rumors. So I can just remember the first time I heard it. <laughs> but uh, when it happened. Either last night or this morning, he did not get it. I already have all the rumors that it's millions of dollars that spread through town, but I need to know when the rumors started and when it happened. Fuck me, this this town is so small and big that this could spread everywhere with no telecommunications or TV. The information travels fast in a small town. I guess. They have no internet. Anyway. Uh, he did not get up until after 10 o'clock this morning. And he did not go into the library until nearly noon. Then he discovered the theft. How was the safe opened? It was either opened by someone who knew the combination, or else by a very clever crook. What? Crooks aren't clever. Anyway. So at 10 o'clock this morning, he found it. What time is this conversation taking place? Three in the afternoon. It's only been five hours, and everyone can't stop talking about this thing enough that it's been inflated from forty thousand to a million. What? I don't believe this story. You believe it? You believe it? Because I'm telling you. Because I'm your father. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't dynamited at all. Which would obviously. <laughs> if you dynamited the safe inside of a house that people were in, I'm sure they would figure out that there was something going on. There also, would be, you would destroy everything inside of it. There would be nothing else happening in the town for the rest of that day. And Everyone would be staring at the rubble. If you blow up a safe, everything inside of it's dead anyway. So you're not going to get any jewels. You're not going to get any securities. That would be the dumb. Is that true? Only the only the crook would know that. Obviously, Dick, you're inside this story. You're the suspect. It was you. 
Swear to me! <laughs> I'm going up to the house in the few minutes. Mr. Applegate is to I call for to, me. One of us might have to change our voices. <laughs> no. I'm a skin job. No, I'll change my voice. Anyway. Go ahead. I'll, maybe I should. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. You've been doing Frank. No, I, I could change the dad's voice. Can't we go along? Asked Joe eagerly. Mr. Hardy looked at his sons with a smile. Well, if you are so anxious to be detectives, I suppose it is about as good as a chance as any to watch a crime investigation from the inside. You mean they've never done that before? They never observed their dad work? Oh my god, dad. Is this going to be the first time that I actually get to understand what a real detective does instead of all the bullshit that comes out of my mouth? <laughs> it's it's take your child to work day today. <laughs> if take, Mr. If take Mr. your child to crime scene today. Today, day. <laughs> if if Mr. Applegate doesn't if Mr. Applegate doesn't object, I suppose you may come along. In a few minutes, an automobile drew up behind before the Hardy home. Mr. Applegate was sitting in the rear seat, resting his chin on his cane. When Mr. Hardy mentioned the boys' request, to, he merely grunted assent. Mr. Applegate disappeared on the lawn. There was no car there. <laughs> and so now he's teleported into his vehicle. I think he teleported inside the safe. Joe, 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 you can calm down now. I don't think what I'm supposed to What is Frank? No, I'm, ju I'm talking to myself because I'm the only smart <laughs> one here. <laughs> Ask a question to yourself, then. You're Shut up. You're Snuffleupagus in this world. Just want to say it. Bye. <laughs> if you get what that means. Anyway. Um, I don't. I was just feeling craziness going on. Until I put you in the asylum. Snuffleupagus was the imaginary friend of Big Bird until they made him into a real character. But for the first couple of years, he was an imaginary friend. Oh. So that's the reason why in the really old ones, if you watch, that nobody sees Snuffleupagus other than Big Bird. And then randomly, in my an episode, they switched My it. mind is being blown right now. I only read it because recently the guy who played Big Bird died. And in a Q&A he did four years ago... He'll come back in the next story arc, though. <laughs> this isn't Marvel. <laughs> um, anyway. It was magic. The, um, the, the reality. Super, Superboy punched the reality wall, and now he's, he's alive again. That's how Jason Todd come back. Okay. That's how Jason Todd came back. Do you know who Jason Todd is? Yeah, I know who Jason Todd is. Do you know how he came back to life? No. Superboy. Punched a hole in reality. From an alternate reality, Superboy punched reality. How does that work? How does that even fucking work? Did he, he punched, punch the sky? He punched reality. Okay. So he punched the. Uh, he punched er uh, Eric from Terry and Eric Awesome Show. Okay. That was a Thank very you. topical reference. That's very good. Uh, it won't be yes, funny he, anymore. And he basically punched like a barrier wall or whatever, and it shook reality, and a few things changed. Jason Todd's dead. The readers voted on this. It's okay. Moving on. And then they rewrote it that he came back via a Lazarus bit. Much better. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, work inside the Razal Ghoul Lazarus bit. Yeah, the, I understand the Razal Ghoul. It's just work in the lore inside of your world to make it make sense. Okay? I understand comic book heroes. They punch, all come punch. back. No, no, no. No. That's that's too much of a pill to swallow. And we're talking Mr. about... Mr. Applegate punched a hole in reality and with, teleported inside of his chauffeur's Joe, vehicle. Shut, shut up, Joe. Shut, just shut up. What Frank! <laughs> no, it's just Joe. I've named, I've named you Joe now. I'm the evil one. <laughs> no, you're the Joe now, and I'm Frank. <laughs> I get to ask the make the statements now, and you're gonna be asking what? all the questions. No, no! How did this happen? Do I switch characters? Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. 
fucking do it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> You're Frank now. I'm Frank. <laughs> You're Joe. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> In a few minutes. Have you read that? Okay. Uh, so Joe so Joe and Frank clambered into the car and with their father. who They were tremendously excited at the prospect of being on the inside, in quotation marks. Wow, on so this is what the case. inside of a car looks like? Is this what it looks like? It's different than being dragged on the outside of it, isn't it, Joe? I, I think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to do Jeopardy with him. Uh, Be simple, Jack. I'm trying to ask everything he says is a question. This wasn't, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> You'll get um, it. You'll get it. Uh, well, so, so thank you for being. I can't do it. It killed me. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I can't believe that this is what it's like. I would never have thought that. This is a statement. Still, I can't do it. You can't do questions. At, you can't do questions. The game of questions. You just can't. How did we get here? I don't know, but you should watch Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead because that's where I'll the figure it out. I get from. it. I'll get it. Anyway, while the qua- while the qua- while the car bowled along over the city roads it means it's going fast i guess where are uh, we going i don't know but it's mr toad's wild ride inside this thing uh toward the tower mansion that was gloomily silhouetted against the sky mr hardy and why is this never this. showed up in the story before until now you know because if you could see it over the city you think you would have brought it up as some nice foreshadowing because I that's the title of this why book do you think that they didn't do that the tower treasure oh okay mr applegate discussed the robbery oh god I don't really understand. I don't really need a detective in this case because he went to the fucking house to hire him. So why did you come here? Yeah, right. <laughs> Snapped her Applegate. This is, this is my character. Yeah. I've always. I need to be Joe. Okay. I, okay. I, I, this is perfect. Okay, I'm good for this. I'm hot headed anyway. Don't need one at all. It, it's a clear case of the nose on your face. I know who took the stuff. I, well, why but did you I, tell the police that? But I can't prove it. Whom do you suspect? Asked Ben Hardy. Who do you suspect? Yeah, Dad. I'm going to be just like you. Who do you okay, think did okay, it? Okay, son. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm can, so excited you can, to okay, be here. I okay. would ask that. Do you, do you want some water? Do you wa- know why I'm excited? No. Do you want some water? <laughs> I would like to know if I would like some water, too. That's a good question Still I would ask. statement. Fuck! <laughs> well, you should say what well, well, I would say if someone asked. Do you think I'm thirsty? Shit, I'm not good at this. You should really watch Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. They do a really good job in that movie with that whole game. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna keep plugging that that play. This is like a King's Cup or some sort of drinking yeah. game. Yeah. Or, or you have to keep asking questions. Yeah. You can't make a statement. Yeah. You, you just can't anymore. You're now Joe. <laughs> okay. I I, I should think of it as King's Cup. Okay. Good. <clears throat> anyway, go. Okay. Uh. One man in the world could have taken it. Why do you talk that way? Rob, you're, Robin, you're an idiot. Robinson, I collect stamps. God damn Why it. Why you stick one on your ugly face so I don't have to look at it anymore? I regret bringing my children. Um, Robinson? Yes. Who's Hen- Robinson? Henry Robinson, the caretaker. Why, why are you singling out a person? He's the man. Because clearly he, you, you blame the help when you get robbed. The Hardy Boys looked back at one another in concentration. 
They're just they're just like glaring at each other's eyes, like because that's what I do whenever I'm with my brother. I glare at him angrily. Who's what's a caretaker? Oh my god. Henry Robinson, the caretaker of the Tower Mansion that the people are living in, but for some reason he's a caretaker, was the father of one of their closest chums, Perry Robinson, nicknamed Slim, was to have accomplished uh, accompanied them on their jaunt Why to the is woods the that day. Like this? We don't know. We're just going with it. I'm I'm omnipresent. That day, but had failed to appear. The reason was now evident. But that Henry Robinson. Why does the narrator? Solve the crimes for us. I don't know. This book is, is not this really a mystery. Job? I feel like we're more in the slice of life that didn't exist. I feel that's what this when fucking book I, is. When am I going to get to do my job, which is be a boy detective? Never. Never. But the Henry Robinson should have... But that Henry Robinson should be accused of the robbery seem absurd. The boys had met Slim's father, and he had should appeared to them... we be making these lines of dialogue to kind of give our own opinions on this to kind of build shut up i'm putting words in your mouth give information to the I don't, audience joe i will erase you from existence i am the narrator <laughs> i goodbye <what>? goodbye <laughs> 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 it's just the hardy boy mysteries now <laughs> the hardy boy <laughs> welcome back to another hardy boy <laughs> The episode, the mysteries of Frank and his haunted, and his haunting of his mysteriously gone but never existed brother. <laughs> I feel like there should be somebody else here. I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep in my bunk bed again. <laughs> this two-seater bicycle is always really hard to work, but that's okay. I gotta go solve another mystery. I can't steer. I can't brake. The brakes are out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to do double dutch jump roping as well as I used to. <laughs> Play goldfish by myself is just so weird. <laughs> when I play Stratego, I don't know who else is playing with me. Playing baseball and catch just isn't the same as it was last summer for some reason. The spark's gone. No one asks me questions anymore. No one asks anything about me anymore. No one talks to me. I feel like I'm out. I've, I've pushed everyone away. You fucking killed me. I've driven everyone away from me that I never cared about. <laughs> Out of existence. If only I had a brother to talk to about these things. <laughs> Confined inside of instead of talking to dad who doesn't get me. <laughs> I wish dad would take me out on his errands, but I just can't bring up the strength to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I need to recover. Woo! 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 Okay. I, I mean, in. I'll... I kind of just want to end it there because <laughs> I want to Costanza the fuck out of that like, one. That's like a fucking eye watermark. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, and uh, I'm gonna put that on my my wall. <laughs> like if on the side of my made a Hardy boy, made Joe Hardy disappear. Yeah, uh, everything broke. It was amazing. Etch that into the side of my plane. Of like oh, I killed Nick today. That's good. That felt good. It's a it's a mustache with the with a line through it. Yeah. <laughs> as if it's been murdered. Perfect. Oh. I don't even know where we are. Okay, I do. Oh. Oh, he happened to. 
haven't appeared to them as a good-natured, easy-going man, the soul of truth and honesty. I don't believe it, whispered Frank. Oh, wait. Neither do I, I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be Frank. I don't believe it, whispered Frank. There you go. Where'd you go? Where did you go? We're only in the limo. How'd you leave? Neither do I. Where'd you go? I feel like I've been turned inside out. <laughs> oh, God. Are those your organs? Why, ah! am, I, why am I bleeding? Ah! Why am Why is my stomach on the outside? <laughs> why am I looking at my lunch? What? Okay. Uh, what makes you? What, who's even talking? What makes you so suspect? What makes you suspect Robinson? Yeah. What oh, makes wait. you suspect Robinson? This is Mr. Robinson. Hardy. What makes you suspect Robinson? Yeah, Dad. Mr. Hardy of Why do you suspect Robinson? Of heard, heard Applegate. The only, the only person, and eh, no, I forgot his freaking voice. The only, eh, yeah, he's only the person besides my sister and me who ever saw the safe open and close. He could have learned the combination if he kept his eyes and ears open. I believe he did. So is he like Daredevil? <laughs> I just imagine Ben Affleck walking and hitting the the ping on the wall to do the sonar bit. Oh man, that's not Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Daredevil film. It, it is a Daredevil. A Daredevil, not the Daredevil. Anyway, um, but and then Evil Knievel walked in. He's a Daredevil too, <laughs> and he can maybe figure out this combination by riding a motorcycle. And here comes it. Super Dave. <laughs> but is that your only reason for suspecting him? More than that, this morning he paid off a note at the bank. He paid off things. He was able to save money. I'm overpaying him. Clearly, I gave him too much money. Clearly he stole it. I underpay all my staff. Gotta keep it in the black. Never touch the interest. <laughs> or the principal always the interest is what my father always said. It was a note of $900. Hire them and hire them as freelancers. <laughs> He's a freelancer, God caretaker. damn it. <laughs> putting in 1099 notices and never getting paid. Uh. Uh, medical isn't a right. <laughs> no, you're a freelancer. You don't get benefits. And I know for a fact that he his, that he didn't have more than $100 to his name a few days ago. I drained because him. I, I drained his account. <laughs> I, I don't pay him enough so he can have more than that. I keep the poor poor so they keep serving me. That's how we have a, cl a class system today. Anyway, um... The Robinsons have been hard up, I've made sure of that, for they have had sickness in the family last winter, and Henry Robinson has had a hard time meeting his debts since Why then. Why is this so boring? I can't understand. But I love Why do you care hang on, so much? I love that he's like, now, hang on, let me finish this. Now, where, where did he raise $900 so suddenly? It's like... He has a little Timmy coughing in the corner, and he's in debt because of medical bills. But I'm not going to help him because it's my money. Oh, that's coal. You want the coal? You can't burn that coal. What, do you want to be warm? Get back to work. That's what will keep you warm. Ah, $900? How can he afford that? Take that money and give it back to me. we got to keep the rich rich. Anyway, uh, perhaps he has a good explanation, said Mr. Hardy mildly. It doesn't do to jump to at conclusions. Oh, he'll have an explanation, all right, sniffed Mr. Applegate. But it will have to be a mighty good one to satisfy me. 
Luckily, I'll never believe the poor or anything they say. Oh, wait, this is you. You're Joe. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he'll not, have, he'll not have to satisfy Mr. Applegate, but we'll have to convince the jury. It's going straight to a jury trial, not the police, <laughs> or not the district attorney. <laughs> We're jumping straight at this. Don't worry, we've got the jury. We're picking him up on the next stop. <laughs> I am a nonpartisan member of this jury. I believe that Mr. Applegate is correct. Let us hang this man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's convince a jury if it gets that far. Whispered Joe to his brother in his ear. If it gets that far. <sighs> Seriously, it just if I were Frank, I'd be like, you're in my space. Kill, kill me. I need it. Why I do you keep following me? It's supposed <laughs> to be me at that time. It's turning, into, it's turning into Watson from that Sherlock game where I keep turning around and you're just fucking there. <laughs> You'll never leave. The automobile was speeding up to the wide driveway that led through Tower Mansion, and within a few minutes it drew up at the front entrance. Mr. Applegate dismissed the driver, and Mr. Hardy and the two boys accompanied the eccentric man into the house. Look at all these stamps! Nothing had been disturbed in the library since the discovery of the theft. It's like he had called the police, but they never came, which is odd because he's rich. Uh, Mr. Hardy... Why? Why? Why do you think that the the story is really going to be just about private detectives doing a bunch of police work and a bunch of kids and the cops don't know anything? Oh, my God. Mr. Hardy examined the open safe, then drew an, uh, a magnifying glass from his pocket and with a minute care inspected the dial in the combination lock. Then he examined the windows with a freaking magnifying glass still, I imagine, walking around with that thing because he can't see anything when he's walking around with it except when he's really, really, really close. Um... This is as far as technology is advanced. It's sure just like Sherlock Holmes. I know. I was about to say, I'm like, how's he walking around with just a magnifying glass? Then he examined the windows, the doorknobs, all places where there might be fingerprints that he can't see with a magnifying glass. He needs the dust. Anyway, at least he, at last he shook his head. A smooth job, he observed. The fellow must have worn gloves, not a single fingerprint in the room that I can see with my naked eye, because you can't see fingerprints with the naked eye unless it's dusty or oily. And really, I can't see any of those things uh, unless I dust. No other possible explanation could be maybe an inside job, and he's doing it for the insurance money, and they can't be the original money. No. And he's doubling his cash. No need of looking for fingerprints, said Mr. Applegate. Um, it was Robinson. That's who it was. Uh, better, uh, better send for him. It's mid-Atlantic now, Mr. I advise Mr. Hardy. I'd like to ask him a few questions. Mr. Applegate rang for one of the servants who was still being underpaid and instructed him to tell Mr. Robinson. He and was- he couldn't possibly have done it either. <laughs> It was Robinson, all right. Clearly, it was only that man. None, none of the other, all the other servants are so poor, they can't afford to be broke. <laughs> Mr. Hardy glanced at the, uh, tell him to be, he wanted to, blah. Mr. Robinson, he was wanted in the library at once. Mr. Hardy glanced to the, at the boys. You had better wait in the hallway, he suggested. I want to ask some questions, and it might embarrass Mr. Robinson if you were here. We need to think about the old so rich man's feelings. Films? <laughs> Is this your BDSM uh, library? And uh, and who have you been having sex with lately? <laughs> I know. I, I my stamps are my only love. So you've been fucking your stamps, eh? And do you cover all of your genitals, or just the <laughs> shaft? Well, it seems not very imperative to the investigation. Well, I've got to know. <laughs> 
The lads readily withdrew, and in the hallway they met Miss Henry Robinson, the caretaker who was on job that day, and his son Perry. Mr. Robinson was calm, but pale, and at the doorway he patted his son on the shoulder. Do you want to be him? Wait, so fucking Here. Mr. Robinson showed up with his son? Apparently, I, I mean, if he did a job, he figured he'd run, but I, whatever. But no, and not only did he just <clears throat> show up, he also showed up with Perry, his son. Yeah, because it's take your kid to work day today. Did you not get the memo? <laughs> did you not get the memo? <laughs> Shit. Well, every character just hangs out with their son while doing their fucking job. You're going to learn to be a caretaker one day, Perry. Why, father? I wish to paint. Because the narration says so. I, uh, I have no control over my life. It's all vis-a-vis -vis the god in the sky with the words and the type in the book. Uh, fucking... Yeah, sure. I'll be I'll be Mr. Robinson. Okay. Um, I I want a spinning wheel for fucking voices. That way, I don't have to think of who what this should be. Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. What should I do? Uh, I can't think right now. Do do and do do nerdy voice. Uh, like Futurama. Like ooh. Uh, oh, don't worry, son. He said it'll be all right. With that, he entered the library. Slim Robinson. Turn to his two chums. Is what? that right? He's, uh, I also called you Slim. Yeah. Because it's not hard enough to follow these fucking characters. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could just be Perry for two pages. Wait a minute. You gotta yeah, be slim I'm about too. to say Slim now all of a sudden. My dad is innocent. He cried. That's my boy. I'm really proud of him. Okay. Hey, we finished the chapter. Yay. Are we going to wrap it up there for today? I think so. I need All right, that sounds good. It's I need 50 to... minutes. That's, yeah, you know, we're solid. solid. You killed uh, me in that fucking... Jo oh, my God. We deleted Joe. We deleted Joe... From reality. Hardy. And it worked so well. It worked better. <laughs> it's uh, so you, ever, you ever read that um, Garfield minus Garfield? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they just have John Arbuckle. And yeah, just, just like, going insane. It's the, it's like it's simultaneously hilarious and the saddest thing you've ever read. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, it's a, it's it's made Garfield so much better. A plus parody right there. Uh, oh god, like because Garfield is. I have all the books. That's garbage. As a kid, I loved them, and I figured, oh, this is funny. I remember laughing a lot, and then I started reading them. Like these are not funny at Man, all. And your parents just they they flipped a coin and they just they got the wrong one. It's just got like, Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> that's the that's the strip. No, I have I have comic I have Calvin Hobbes too. Yeah. But my my that kid wanted to read. Cal oh, for sure. Because well, we could talk about that later. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll Calvin talk about Hobbes that between steps. But like seriously, <laughs> that was the best thing that happened. I needed that laugh so hard. That was so good. Uh, yeah. All uh, right. Joe was so worthless that um, we took him out of the story, and uh, and Frank was lost without him. <laughs> and Frank had an existential crisis <laughs> when he realized he really didn't need a brother after all. Uh, all right. So Nick, you got a uh, you got a book that you uh, you wrote? Yes, I do. It's called uh, it's called Margot Flint and the Last Soldier. It's a YA science fiction story, not about love, not about dystopian futures, but about adventure. And having it because you fucking do, because we're all human beings. It follows a 16-year-old girl and her AI companion who set out into the world to remap their broken planet. And have adventure, because she just wants to. Not because she's trying to save her father, or because she's trying to find a lost love or something, but just because she wants to go! That's I, I like that. And uh, are you? Is it a one shot novel or novella or? or no, it, a it's a one shot. It's a one shot. It's not one shot. It's a series. So she's uh, are you the whole, a. Are you working on a sequel? Uh, it's in the pipeline. It's I in have. Development. 
Yeah. Like, I have it plotted. I even started writing it. But I have other projects I have coming up that I need to get to first. No worries. That's how it works. All right. And then, uh, Kent, I hear you have a... Your mind is racing for what yeah, you're going to ask I'm me. I'm like, I'm like, which one do I go for? Uh, uh, you have a podcast that you do that's not with me here together <laughs> with other people. You've become the character of yourself. This is wonderful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do a podcast called Comic Book Workshop. Uh, it's about uh, making comics. Uh, we interview comic creators. Uh, go check it out at tmbcworkshop.com. Uh, we've interviewed... Uh, name drop, name drop. Dude, uh, I, I, the only one I can think of that's easy is... Uh, we have an interview. We have a bunch of cool interviews. We just haven't posted them yet. Um, we did interview Walter Simonson. Uh, one of, did like the definitive run on Thor. Nice. Uh, you would have seen a bunch of the, his influence in the Thor Ragnarok movie. Uh, he's a writer, artist, and he's incredible. Uh, hasn't been posted yet, so get excited for that. Then you can't listen to it. <laughs> uh, the worst, uh, absolutely, should not be pitching that way. But it's it was incredible, and got to interview him with his wife, and his wife is an editor and writer as well, wow, who's cool. super fucking done some crazy shit in X Men. Uh, so yeah, that look forward to that whenever we post it. Uh, so yeah, there, oh, there's one with Stan Sakai. Stan Sakai, there's one. His, yeah, the Usagi Ojimbo writer creator. Yeah, uh, artist uh, does it all and got an Eisner biggest award in comics for lettering. He's that good. Lettering, lettering. His and lettering is that good. It is that good. Okay, well there you go. And he that he wears every hat and he doesn't give it any fifty percent on anything. So it's crazy. He's an incredible guy. Uh, yes. How else can people support this show? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash bad audiobooks. We've got all sorts of tiers, really cool tiers, uh, to help support the show. Uh, and each one builds on the last one. You get all the ones below it uh, for whichever one you select. Um, yeah, go, go check out the options there. Uh, sometimes they include uh, shout-outs at the end of the show. So, um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, and that's the best way to support the show. But an also really an easy way that's still a really good way to support the show like subscribe follow whatever that button is yeah. uh, that you you've got for how review because we will read reviews so long as they're not hate speech on the show yeah if you read uh, if you write a review at apple podcasts uh for bad audiobooks uh we will we'll read it as long as it's not hate speech so yeah go over there and type us up a review no matter what the rating is we'll we'll read it uh again as long as it's not hate speech yeah uh, if you want to follow the show you can go to instagram at Bad Audiobooks. Uh, and then, uh, Nick, you've got an Instagram. I have an Instagram at Real Human Maz, where I haven't posted anything for a while, and I need to start posting things again like a human being. And, Kent, I hear you have one. <laughs> yeah, don't. Way to build that Instagram, I know. But still, <laughs> I'm there. If you want to see me take pictures of things I'm drinking or Why things I'm making. right now on air. <laughs> okay. Good. So, I'm going to support you. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen. Uh, yeah, I've got an Instagram as well. Uh, it's... At Ken Heidelman, uh, you can see some of my art stuff, uh, some of the like locations that I'm going to for like shows and stuff. Because uh, I'm making comics, uh, writing and drawing those, so it's super fun. And uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, yeah, just go follow me at Ken Heidelman, and uh, yeah, make sure you follow the Bad Audiobooks one. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Nick's taking some pictures, and all right, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Nick, you got your you gonna place out. No, I'm I'm doing a fo- I'm doing a post, Ken. I don't have time for this. Now hang on. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you so much soon. for listening. Bye. We appreciate it a lot.